You guys, after months of waiting and a year of writing, my new book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is finally out in the world. I want to thank you so much, every single one of you who has bought the book on ebook or a physical copy or on audio. Your support means the world to me. And if you are listening to my podcast and you haven't yet bought the book, you're dead to me. No, I'm totally kidding. But I am serious about how important this book is. I keep talking about it because I sincerely believe there are tools in it that can help change your life. So if you have the $16, I want you to go buy it right now because you love your pal Rach. And if you don't, head to the library or borrow it from a friend. But if you care enough to listen here, you're going to love the wisdom inside of this book. Girl, wash your face. I promise you will not be sorry you did. Start from a place of passion and excitement and beauty. You will find your audience because you're offering them something authentic to you. You're not selling. You're offering them a better way of life. Welcome to the Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today, guys. I am doing a solo episode. I actually asked the audience a couple of months ago, what were the specific areas that you really needed help or guidance or tangible wisdom in. And for the ones that I had no idea how to answer really well, I have called and reached out to some new friends and acquaintances. And we have so many fun things, uh, so many fun interviews and just great wisdom coming your way to answer that specific question. But we also, there were some that y'all asked for that I felt like I could actually answer myself and share my knowledge on. So today I am going to talk about how you can use Instagram to sell a product. This is for I have a lot of listeners and uh, friends online who do direct sales, direct marketing. Lots of y'all have your own Etsy shop or your own side hustle, or you own a small business that specifically sells a product. And I wanted to talk to you about how I have used Instagram to Honestly, the most recent thing is to sell uh, to sell books. I've sold quite a lot of books, and I've used Instagram as a great platform to do that on. But uh, I've also sold events tickets. So it's important to start off by saying that on the small side, I could be selling something that's ten dollars, and on the larger side, I'm selling you know our couples event ticket. It's two people who get in, so the event ticket's sixteen hundred bucks. So I use Instagram to sell both low and high priced items. And I want to tell you exactly how I do that. I think it's worth saying that this conversation can feel a little sticky. It's a little bit like you're looking behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. You're seeing behind what we do. And for some people that feels like, oh, I thought that you just magically were selling books or you magically were having events. And 
I love that you think that, but the truth is, you know, I am a businesswoman. There is a staff of people who work with me who count on the work that we do here to help pay their bills and uh, rent on their apartment and uh, to be able to afford a car every month. So yeah, this is a business. We take that really seriously. We take ourselves seriously and we work hard obviously to bring a product that we're really proud of, but that requires us to sell. And so for my sisters who are listening to this, who have a product that you want to sell, but really struggle with not feeling like it makes you feel uncomfortable to ask for that sell. I wanted to talk about Instagram because today, I don't know what it's going to look like six months from now or a year from now, but today Instagram is the single biggest contributor to actually selling a product for me. And we're really intentional with how we do it. And we pay a ton of attention to what the audience responds to. So we're serving that product in a way that feels organic and beautiful and doesn't alienate all of our fans. Uh, is also worth saying that this is, there are two different things here. One is using Instagram to sell a product. And another one, another podcast that I'll do is using Instagram to promote a local business. So there are two different things and there are two different strategies for both of those. So if you have a local business, you might be able to find um, some wisdom here. But uh, I promise I will do one that's just for you guys. So as per usual, I just wrote down a bunch of notes in no particular order, and they're kind of sloppy. But I think there's a ton of wisdom here. I will tell you, just to give you a point of reference. So as I'm recording this for you, I have 119,000 followers on Instagram. Praise the Lord. Uh, (laughs) Which is something that I've spent a lot of years working up to. And back in the day, Facebook was my number one platform. And in fact, I will tell you, I have 119,000 followers on Instagram. I have, gosh, something like 750,000 followers on Facebook. And Instagram sells way more product for me than Facebook does. That's probably a great place to start is knowing where your audience is and which platform works best for you to sell the specific thing that you're trying to sell. If you're not really sure, I would begin by looking at whether what other people in your field, where are they seeing a lot of success? Where do they have a ton of followers? Where, are, where is there a, a huge presence for the kind of product that you're selling? Choose your platform based on that. You can absolutely have a presence in both places, but for today, I'm going to talk about Instagram. To start off, A train's going to go by me right now. Just we're going to go with it because that's real life. To start off, I would suggest that you, if you don't already do this, you want to follow people who also sell the same product as you. And let me add a caveat to that. You want to follow people who sell the same product as you and who are crushing it. So if you're in direct sales, who in your organization are the leaders who are the highest revenue generators? Or who are the influencers in your space that sell that specific product? You want to follow along with those feeds as many as you can so you can get an idea of what's trending right now in your industry as well as get inspiration. The number one thing that I hear from people is, yeah, but what do I what do I put on what do I put on there? What am I supposed to put on my on my social media, on my Instagram? And I'm like, check out what other people are doing and use it as inspiration. All the time I will see another lifestyle influencer post 
something. Maybe it's an outfit or a DIY or a certain way that they shot the photo, just something that I really think is beautiful. And I'll just screenshot it and save it on my phone. And the next time I'm wanting to create something and don't know what to do, I will use that as inspiration to get me going. Don't, let me add a PS here, don't copy other people's content. That is a huge no-no in the space. It is the quickest way to get yourself um, to sort of set a tone for yourself as just don't do it. Everybody, nobody, nobody likes it. Just don't even. Uh, so you can see a lot of times I'll use, um, maybe someone will do like a flat lay, which is when uh, you're sort of, the camera has a view from the top and you're looking at all the products and they're laid out beautifully. And I'll be inspired because someone put flowers in their flat lay. That'll give me inspiration to put flowers in mine, but I won't do the exact same setup because it really is, you're taking someone's creativity and their intellectual property and something they work so hard to create and you're making it your own. And that sucks. As a creator, it super sucks. So uh, be really thoughtful about how you're inspired, but not that you're stealing. So number one piece of advice is follow other people who are killing it in your field. The other thing that is a huge deal to me, and I think hopefully you will see this in my feed, but it is the number one piece of advice that I give to our brand partners. So for years, big brand partners have brought us in to advise them on social media strategy and what the photography should look like and how they could speak to women just like you in a way that feels organic and beautiful. And the best advice I can offer is stop trying to sell a product sell the lifestyle that you will have when you use this product. For instance, if you are selling, let's say you have an Etsy shop and you're selling graphic tees, laying your graphic t-shirt on a piece of wood and taking a picture of it is fine. But if you're wondering why that's not really resonating, why that's not really selling anything is because especially if you have women who are buying from you, we want to see the lifestyle. So show me like the mom with their hair in a bun who's having coffee and chasing her kids in the house and going to soccer on Saturday wearing your graphic tee. Show me the lifestyle that I'm going to have when I use that top. Because otherwise, it's just a t-shirt and I could get that anywhere. But you are selling me a lifestyle. It's like, do y'all know Lululemon? Lululemon is a really great example of a company. They sell workout clothes. And if you've ever bought them before, you know that they sell expensive workout clothes. We are not buying Lululemon leggings because they somehow make us work out more or they make us stronger, or they make us better or more likely to go to the gym. We buy Lululemon because we're buying into the lifestyle of the brand. We think, man, if I spend $100 on these leggings, I'm going to look just like that girl who's doing yoga every morning in the park. Or I'm going to look just like that person who's running a marathon. They're selling. It's like any of these big brands are selling you the lifestyle. If you look at Nike or Adidas or Forever 21, like if you're looking at any of them, Nordstrom's, they're all selling a lifestyle. What is a lifestyle associated with the product that you are trying to sell? 
That is an important place to start that you understand that you're not, if you're just, if you're filling your feed with pictures, literal pictures of the product you're selling and you're not styling it in any way and it's not, it has no human touch, there's no connection, there's no picture that you're painting for your viewer. A, that's why you don't have many followers or why you're not growing your followers. And B, that's not, that's why you're not seeing the sales that you want to see. So think about the lifestyle not just the product. My third thing is actually not even mine. I originally heard this from Jenna Kutcher, who has an incredible podcast called Gold Digger. If you guys have not listened to the Gold Digger podcast, you want to add that to your library immediately. Jenna is such a dreamboat and she shares so much great tangible wisdom that tends to be around digital marketing and social and everything in that space. And it was actually Jenna that I first heard say this idea, very simplified, that your Instagram should only have five things. What are the five things that your brand is most known for? Now, I'm sure that some of you have 15 things that your brand is most known for, but we're trying to simplify and give yourself some direction in terms of the content that you're going to put online. So it doesn't really serve you and it doesn't serve your audience because they can't really pin down who you are. If you just kind of put a whole bunch of everything, what are the five things that you think best define your brand and align with the product that you're selling? For instance, if you go to my Instagram feed, you are going to see a lot of the same stuff. You're going to see personal style, personal growth. You're going to see that I'm a mom. You're going to see that I'm an author. And then you're going to see that I am a really proud businesswoman. That is what is most likely to pop up in my feed. And you'll see it manifest over and over because that plays into the brand that I am putting out into the world. It also plays into all the things that I, all the products that I'm selling. If I tell you on Instagram about one of our live events, It's not going to strike you as odd that all of a sudden I'm throwing a live event for thousands of women because you're like, yeah, I've seen Rachel. She travels a ton for work. I always see it on her Instagram. She's always doing keynote speeches. Oh, I saw the the last time she did an event on there. It makes total sense to you. It doesn't strike you as crazy that all of a sudden you're seeing that. So what are the five things that define you? And I'm sure I will find it and I'll put it in our show notes, but Jenna has a great podcast on this and I'll link to it if you guys want to go listen to how she gets into it. But defining the five things that define you so that your audience has a really clear idea of exactly who you are, it also is going to clarify your message. So there's not a bunch of different crazy stuff. Everything kind of keeps pointing to this is who I am. This is what my brand's about. And this is what you can expect to see if you're following along. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, 
everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, we'll be back in a hot minute with more of this interview, but now a quick word from a sponsor. Having Rise FOMO? No worries, because we've got tons of Rise events coming your way in 2019. Make sure and check out letsrise.co for all the info. Need a date night? Schedule one, girl. Do your future self a favor and get cozy. It's the app that keeps my whole family schedule in one place so I can add a date night with Dave and it automatically gets added to both our calendars. Get cozy, C-O-Z-I, for free from your app store or at cozy.com forward slash Rachel. Hey y'all, do me a favor. While you're listening to today's episode, take a screenshot and put it on Instagram or your Insta stories and tag me. I love hearing what you think and seeing what you're up to and it helps the tribe remember to go listen to this week's episode. Thanks so much. The fourth thing that matters a lot, you guys, in fact, most, Instagram is for pretty photos. Now, if you are The Rock, if you are Ellen, if you are Oprah, if you are a major celebrity, you can put anything you want on Instagram and it will get 5 billion likes. Congratulations. That's awesome. But for the rest of us... (laughs) Instagram is for pretty photos. And I always um, make people sad when they hear that when I speak about this at conferences because they're like, well, I don't have a photographer. I don't have this. I don't. No, no, no. Sis, you do not need all the fancy stuff. You need to just be more strategic about what you're putting, what you're putting in your feed. So I would suggest that you pay attention if you're not already following some people who create gorgeous lifestyle photos in their feed, start following them so that you can get some inspiration. But just looking at my own Instagram feed, if you check it out, you will notice that hopefully you'll notice two things. One, you're going to notice that I shoot a lot of pictures on a white background. That is because I'm going to have moments where my photos are a little bit darker, where I don't have makeup on and I'm home with my kids and I want to balance that out with white. So if you go look on the feed, I know this doesn't make a ton of sense right now if you're not looking at it, but you'll see that for every time I do a dark photo, I then balance the next one with something that there's a lot of negative space meaning there's a lot of space in the photo that doesn't have anything in it and it tends to be white. And I do that because when you look at my feed altogether, hopefully it reads really clean to you, even though there's a lot going on with it. Lots of people like all sorts of different things. Some people love color. Some people have a have a signature color. They just use pink everywhere. Whatever it is, just decide what it is for you and then be really intentional about making sure that that's what you've got in your feet. 
feed. Second thing I'm going to tell you is that all of my photos, with the exception, there's some pictures on here from Rise, and I really wanted to share those because I just love the event so much. But for the most part, every single photo you see here is shot in natural light meaning I'm either outside in, not in direct sunlight, but I'm outside so I've got that natural light on me or I'm near a window facing the natural light. It sounds really odd if you're not a photographer that you're like, why are you, why do you care that much? Well, I care that much because natural light makes us look 5 million times better than being in a dark room or being inside. So if you're like, man, I really wish that I could take pretty photos with my iPhone. The iPhone is an incredible camera. I'm sure. Whatever phone you have is an incredible camera. The, the issue may not be the phone. The issue may not be the camera. The issue is probably your lighting. So I never use a flash. I'm always an indirect natural light and it makes a huge difference. Like all lifestyle influencers, you can absolutely use the same outfit, the same shot, the same photo shoot moment more than once. If you are looking especially adorable today and you want some pictures for your Instagram, get um, a tight shot, meaning get one that's up close, get a full outfit, get uh, get your product when you're close, get your product when you're far away, shoot the room, shoot a couple different angles and save them on your phone and then use them, spread them out over a few weeks or over a month. This is a great idea for people who are like, my sister owns a bakery and I'm always like, Mel, when you make... When you have a gorgeous cake that you did for someone's birthday, get five shots of it. Get a super tight shot of the icing that looks kind of artistic. Get a shot of the whole thing. Get a shot where hands are holding it. Get a bunch of different stuff. Save it on your phone. Now you've got content for weeks. You also want to think through a photo should be two things. We're going to go to like level two on Instagram, but just stick with me for a second. There are two spots that photos on Instagram show up. One is that it shows up in your feed to your current following. So you know this, right? If you follow me on Instagram and I post a picture of me and Noah, you're going to see it come through your feed and you're going to hopefully like it and you move on with your life. The other place that you need to think of that photo is how it looks in your feed. So click over as, as you're listening to this or maybe later today, go to your Instagram and look at your feed, the entire feed. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to click on your own bio and it's just what does the tiles, like all your photos look like little tiles. How does that look? When you look at them together, does it, is it pretty? Do they clash? Do they go together? Is it super busy and ugly and hideous and you need to do some editing and you need to get rid of all the stuff that doesn't look like what you want your brand to look like? P.S. you guys, it's totally okay to delete photos. You absolutely should be doing it. If you go look at your feed right now and there's something that sticks out to you as just not at all the brand that you want to put off, you should be deleting it. This is a this is a work tool. Instagram is a tool for your work. I assume as you're listening to this, it's so you can sell a product. This is your job or your side hustle. You absolutely should feel encouraged to remove something that doesn't fit. But you want to make sure as you're going through, as you're posting, that not only is it going to look good when it comes through someone's feed, but it also is going to look good if someone clicks on your name. Why that matters is because every time a new follower is considering following you, you do this too, right? You go click on their feed and you see their pictures. And I'll t I can't even tell you how many times, I don't even know what the person does, but their feed is so pretty. I'm like, I'll give you a chance. I'll follow you. 
So if your feed is hideous, that could be why you're not getting the followers that you want to get. A really great example of this, I'm going to keep it here, even though it's like my shame. I'm so sad about it. And when you listen to this, you may have to scroll back a little bit so you can see. I inadvertently posted two quotes. I share a lot of quotes because I'm into personal growth and you guys know this. So I shared two quotes, but I didn't pay attention to how they were going to look in my feed. And just staring at it right now is like looking at the sun. It makes me so sad. But it the two quotes are right on top of each other. So now there's like this weird white space. There's like pictures all around of me and Noah and me and Dave and the kids and dinner I ate. And then in the middle are these two quotes, one on top of the other. It will make more sense if you go look this up. But it makes me so sad. It's so wrong for my feed. <laughs> I sound crazy and like I have OCD. Uh, Yes to both those things, but still. But both quotes did so well that I didn't feel comfortable deleting them because people had written such nice things and they commented about their own trauma. And I was like, well, now I can't delete this, this one. But all of that to say, if I had just double checked before I posted it, I would have realized that that was going to happen. So just pay attention to your feed. The best tool I can offer you for Instagram is an app that we use called Planoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y, Planoly. It's free and you can schedule out your Instagram posts way in advance. And the reason I like this app is because you can see how your feed is going to look. So this is typically where I write Instagram posts so that I can double check how it's going to look before I can double check how it's going to look before it goes live. And if only I had done that in this instance, I wouldn't be here telling you my sad, sad story. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. 
Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Planally, big win. Uh... I guess it's worth talking about that too. This is something else that makes people sad because they don't want to believe that I plan out my Instagram. They want to believe that it's all in the moment. Good news. My Instagram is fully done by me. I'm the one writing it. I'm the one figuring out. A lot of times I'm the one taking that photo, but 90% of the time it's scheduled in advance. Unless it's like I'm traveling and you see me like my, if my Insta story outfit matches the outfit I just put on Instagram, then I'm doing it in the moment. But for the most part, I am scheduling in advance. And I do that because it's really important for any business that you stay in your feed, in the feed of the people who are following you. I think you know this, but let me just explain how the algorithm and Instagram works is the more often you like the photo or engage with the photo or even because they're sly and they're smart, there's plenty of people that I just like stare at the photo for way too long and read the copy, but I don't like it. That sounds terrible. But like The Rock, like I love The Rock's Instagram, but I'm not liking his photo. He's got 10 million likes. He doesn't need mine. But Instagram knows that I like his feed because I always slow down when I see a picture of him. That being said, your your audience is only going to see your Instagram posts if they like or look at them often. So if you are, if there's a week that goes by since you've last posted something, you're in trouble because now the algorithm has seen that none of your peeps like what you're doing that just, just because you haven't posted and they're less likely to see this one. So you want to make sure that you are staying present. You guys listen to mama. Listen to me. You got to post at least once a day on Instagram, seven days a week. And I I know like someone somewhere just had a small panic. Like, I don't know what, what am I going to put? I don't know. Sister, we're going to figure it out together. But this is a business that you have. This is not a hobby. This is a business. If you're trying to sell a product, you have a business, you need to take it seriously. And I just told you about an app, Planoly. This is not a paid ad. I wish it was. I pay them a lot of money to have a business account. But I just told you about an app that you can use for free. You set aside a couple of hours, you schedule it out for the week, and then you're set and ready to go. I'll tell you, I usually get, sounds so silly, but I get a blowout on Monday mornings a lot of times. And I use my blowout time. I just take my laptop, I log into their internet, and I plan out the week in Instagram posts while I'm getting my hair done. So find the time in your life, it shouldn't take you more than an hour, to schedule seven days worth of photos. Now, if if you want to level up, in a magic world, in a perfect world, I'm doing three Instagram posts a day, but worst case scenario, at least one. The other thing that I wanted to talk to you about is 
correct usage of your Instagram. I have a really bad habit of offering unsolicited advice to people who did not ask me, like just brands that I love or maybe authors that I love that I'll see them do something. I'm like, oh, that's not how it's not how it works. I'm sure y'all know this, but I'm just going to say in case you don't, the only there's only two places that you can link out on Instagram. One is the link in your bio. So you'll see a lot of people write link in bio. That's because if you tap on someone's profile picture, there's a there's a website that you get to fill out in your profile, in your bio, that's your website. We change that link five or six times a week because it's an easy way that you can tap and head directly out of Instagram to the link that we want you to go to. Sometimes I'll see people put a link in the, in the comment, in the copy of the photo. That does literally nothing for your audience except maybe annoy them because nobody's going to take the time unless it's something super simple like yourwebsite.com forward slash email. That's pretty simple and they'll be able to remember it. But the other day I saw someone do like a full crazy link with like forward slash backslash number exclamation point, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody, nobody can type that in. And it just shows her heart was in the right place. And she didn't know that it wasn't something they could access. But as a business person, your goal should be to offer more value to your customers than anybody. More value. And if you are too lazy to do something that makes it easy for them to access your product, that's on you. So number one, you can put it in your profile and you say, hey guys, tap that link in my profile. Number two is you can use the swipe up feature in Insta Stories and that happens two ways. One, if you're verified, meaning you've got a little blue check mark by your name, you can swipe up and add a link all day long, put it in your Insta stories. And I will tell you guys, if you have access to the swipe up feature, you are, it's like the number one way that we sell things hands down without question. The number one way um, is, is through swipe up on Instagram. But here's the magic. Recently, Instagram changed its rules where if you are a business account, you have to be a business account, not a person, a business account, and you have at least 10,000 followers, you get the swipe up feature. And I don't know that it's something that they're advertising to people. So if you don't already know this and you don't have 10,000 followers yet, this wasn't on my list, but I feel like then my question is, the question people are going to ask is how do I get more Instagram followers? The best advice that I have for how you get Instagram followers is that you take better care of the Instagram followers you already have. Take care of the audience that's there. Take care of the tribe that's there. Every single person who comments needs a comment back. At the very least, you need to like But those comments and those direct messages are often where people are asking you about the product that you're wanting them to buy. I think of Instagram DMs, Facebook DMs, and comments as our customer service. That's where people are asking us how to do what we're doing. So it's a huge opportunity for you to be present and answering those questions and creating community. You also have to be willing to ask ask them, hey guys, you know anyone? Like maybe you share a funny quote and you're like, do you know anyone who would love this? Tag them below, tag a friend below. The number one way that people follow me or any influencer is that someone tags them in a photo and they see the photo. Probably you too, right? Like your friend's like, oh my gosh, check this out. And then you end up following that person. Hashtags matter, but honestly, well, no, I'll tell you this. For for hashtag lovers, I'm going to give you a little heads up. 
not all hashtags are created equally. And if you are a small business, if you have a smaller following, using the biggest hashtags on the planet is a waste of your time. Because if something has 4 million, if you type in hashtag mom, that's going to have literally millions and millions of people looking at it, which means your picture is only going to be in the feed for hashtag mom for four minutes before there are so many other photos with that tag that yours is pushed to the bottom. You want to tag on things that have 50,000 tags or 100,000 so that you have a chance of being seen by people who are interested in that exact thing. But ultimately, I mean, I did hashtags for years and that hasn't been anywhere as effective as word of mouth by people who are telling their friends to follow me. Remember when you're selling a product, guys, that, you know, I talked about the lifestyle. Show me the lifestyle. Give me the visual lifestyle that this product is going to fit into. But the other thing that you need to remember is that you are not, you're not selling the product. You're selling the result of the product. That's how you sell people. I heard, um, oh gosh, who's the girl? And you should totally follow her on Instagram. She's so cute. Um, who did Spanx. Oh, what is her name? Oh, Sarah Blakely. So Sarah Blakely said this. She was like, I never sold Spanx. I sold women a flatter tummy. I never sold Spanx. I sold women no panty lines. She sold the result of her product, not the product itself. In the same way that I feel like Girl Wash Your Face has been successful because we were talking about what you would get from the experience of reading the book, not just buying the book itself. And I feel like I would be a jerk if I didn't talk to you about the the sales strategy we had and have behind selling Girl Wash Your Face. And there's a part of me that's like, oh man, it's it, it like, I don't ever want it to feel like there's a part of me that hesitates to talk about a sales strategy for something that so many women are so passionate about because I don't want it to be disingenuous. But on the flip side, I'm going to go back to the idea that A, this is a business. There are people counting on this business being successful in order to live. And B, it never feels weird or creepy or gross to sell something when you believe in it. It only feels weird or creepy or gross when you're trying to push something that you don't really believe in. I believe deeply in the book. I believe in the power that it has to be helpful to women. I believe deeply in the live events that we do uh, because of experience and because I know how hard the staff works, because I know the things that we get back. I believe in what it is that we're offering as a product. And so I'm not going to apologize for selling it to you. That being said, there are two really important things that you need to know. One, and I cannot stress this enough, the greatest book that exists for social media on the planet is by Gary Vaynerchuk, and it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's the idea that for every single ask, so for every single time I'm going to ask you to buy the book, every single time I'm going to mention events tickets that we have for sale, every every single time I'm going to mention a product or sign up for our email, and I always tell people, and they're like, well, how do I know if it's an ask? Does it have a link? If you're linking to something, you're asking them to go somewhere else, that's an ask. So the idea behind this book is that for every ask, for every right hook, you're going to jab, jab, jab three times, meaning I'm going to offer you three things at no cost to you. I'm going to offer you wisdom. I'm going to offer you insight. I'm going to make you laugh. 
I'm going to show you a pretty picture. I'm going to offer you content that you have come to enjoy from me way more then I ask you to do something that I, I mean, we have with the chic site, we've got thousands and thousands of pieces of content for free, still available that we gave away for years before we ever one time asked the audience to do anything. And I think that part of the success of Girl Wash Your Face is because I worked so hard to give the audience so much for no cost, that when it came time to have a product, they were so supportive because they had gotten so much value from me over the years. So that's number one. You've got to be offering so much value so that when you are asking, when you are mentioning a product, it doesn't come across as gross because you have been such a value add in their life. It makes total sense that they're going to want to support you back. The other thing that's been really successful for us with Instagram and the book, and I hope that when you hear this, you're like, I didn't even know is we have continually talked about this book all week long, every week since it went on sale, continuously. But we've done it in five different ways. We've done a bunch of different kinds of content that all is talking about the book. So for instance, there are pictures of me holding the book. There are quotes from the book. There's user-generated content from the book. There's um, on Insta stories, we've done reviews from readers. We've done hashtags that people could use. Hashtag girl wash your face. Hashtag Rach times target. We have shared beautiful flat lay. So we're, we're talking about the book, but the visual and the copy is different every single time. So some people don't even realize they're just like, oh, that's a pretty picture. That's a pretty picture. They're just liking it. And it, they may have already read it. So it doesn't even matter to them. They're just seeing a pretty picture and going with it versus a new follower or a new friend online maybe is like, oh, what, what is, why is Rachel holding this book? What's this all about? Someone told me this recently and I loved the reminder. She was like, girl, you have got to give your audience a chance to buy your thing. If you think that sharing it one time or five times or even 10 times is enough, you're, you're dumb, frankly, Because your audience, a small, small percentage is even seeing that individual post. So you're going to have to post multiple times. And even then, they're going to have to see it multiple times before they take action. As long as the visual changes, as long as the copy changes, my experience is it does not alienate your fan base. You alienate people when you regurgitate the same thing over and over, when you share the same photo over and over, is as long as you're serving them beautiful content, they don't mind. And, you know, I was on a, I was on a call recently with a bunch of authors and we were talking about this idea and a big authors bigger than me who are like, I am not going to use my social media to promote my books. I don't want to annoy my fans. They know, they know that I have a book. If they want to buy the book, they can. Well, yeah, certainly. But there are plenty of books that I want to buy or products that I want to buy, but I see them in the moment and I'm busy or I'm dealing with my kids and I can't. And all it would take is just one more nudge, just one more ask for me to to move on that. But if you're not willing to talk about it to the audience, what are you doing? Y'all, if you want to have an Instagram, you just want a beautiful Instagram for your life, fantastic. That's awesome. But Instagram, it's my favorite social platform. It's my favorite one personally for me to look at. But at the end of the day, this is a marketing tool. 
this is a chance for me to speak to my audience in a very specific way to share details of my life and hopefully offer encouragement and wisdom and I hope make you laugh. But it's a, this is a business. And I think that especially women, we've got to stop apologizing for creating something. We've got to stop apologizing for having something to sell. Yes, if you are like, you know, you know, we all have that cousin that started selling LuLaRoe. And, you know, then all of a sudden we were getting 27 Facebook posts a day about her LuLaRoe business. And all she was doing was just like resharing someone else's stuff. And you're like, oh, April, we get it. We know sweetheart, please. Yeah, don't be that. But if you're offering value and wisdom and sharing like, hey, I sell noonday. And so I know that my followers are probably women who care about style and care about jewelry and care about um, working with partners in developing nations. So I'm going to make sure that I'm sharing all kinds of content that speaks to that, that isn't just asking you to buy something. I'm going to become, I'm going to become the expert in this area. I'm going to become the person that you want to follow so that you can find out about these sorts of details, offer more value. And then selling is way more natural because they're already coming to you for what's new and cool and different and fun. And now you're like, hey, let me show you how this product has changed my life. Let me show you what my body looks like now. And I mean, I think that's, it's also worth saying, just as a side note, as I started to say this, I was like, oh, wait, if y'all were my friend and I was telling you this in person, I would say you will have way more success showing, not telling. And when I go to authors conventions and conferences, this is something you'll hear a lot about in writing. They'll say show, don't tell. Meaning let's say you sell beach body product and your um, body looks amazing. You lost the last 20 pounds of that baby weight. You've never looked better. You've never had more energy. Show me that. Show me that in pictures of you, you know, at the beach. Show me you, you know, with your Weight Watchers meal. Show me you with your Stella and Dot jewelry on. Show me it. Then when people in the comments and in DMs ask you where you got it or how, you can answer them with links. You can answer them with exact details versus, I can't tell you often, this is just the truth. You guys are going to get a little insight. Um, If I am, let's say I'm wearing an outfit and a lot of time, like I'm not a fashion influencer. So a lot of times I'm just wearing an outfit. Let's say I I think my jeans are really cute. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, you guys, these jeans are so cute. I just wanted you to see. Nobody asks about the jeans. Nobody cares about the jeans. But if I just posted the photo and said like, oh, gorgeous sunny day in California, blah, blah, blah. Everybody asks about the jeans. Because there's something in that language, in the language of your copy that can feel salesy when you say things in every photo, like ask me for more information, let me tell you how I got this dream body, let me show you what works for me, that can be off-putting. I'm not saying that you don't do it every once in a while, but be mindful in your copy, 75% of the time, just show them the lifestyle, people will start to ask. You will start to get followers who don't even know you sell that product yet because you've got these photos that speak to a certain lifestyle. I hope that made sense. That was honestly just a gigantic brain dump. 
of everything that I could think of as per usual. Yeah, I hope it was helpful. And I just want to encourage you, for those of you who are listening, if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you are in the process of dreaming on this business or working to sell a product or working to grow or working to scale. You're trying to get every single tool and piece of wisdom that you can with how you do that. And sister, I just want to encourage you in this space. It is not easy for most people to step into a sales role. It makes them uncomfortable. We have learned that it's something slimy and gross, particularly uh, for my sisters who are in direct sales. I just spoke with someone this morning who said, like, how do we get around the stigma that's attached to direct sales? And I just want to encourage you and I want you to think about the idea that you are buying into that. The fear of being a salesperson, the fear of being offensive, the fear of being slimy, all of that, you're buying into it. And you know what? Your audience can tell because it doesn't feel authentic. If you're that scared of selling, it doesn't feel authentic. But if you just stop that negative talk, if you snap yourself out of it, if you lean into, wait, what do I love about this product? Why did I get into this business? Why does this matter to me? Start from a place of passion and excitement and beauty. You will find your audience because you're offering them something authentic to you. You're not selling. You're offering them a better way of life. And if you don't believe that, then you shouldn't be in the industry that you're in. You shouldn't be trying to sell a product you don't believe in because when you believe in it, the sky's the limit. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deuspodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week.